you know, things are constantly going to change. It's all, all about just rolling with the punches, you know, and trying to stay ahead of it as much as you can. You know, if you, you know, find out every year what, you know, what year's guidelines they're going to be following. That way you can kind of go through and freshen up and, um, you know, kind of maybe be a, ahead of the game or at least know a little bit of what to expect. Welcome back to the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast, the podcast for HVAC contractors who are ready to quit screwing around and begin growing their business. My name is Eric Thomas, and I'm the host of the show. And today we're joined by Ronnie Roberts from Heritage Air. We're going to talk about some of the challenges facing the HVAC industry in Austin, Texas. What have been some challenges from running your business with, uh, you know, just you and your wife getting started? Um, I think the, the biggest thing is just the workload, you know, um, we really didn't have much of a problem getting work right from the get go. We stayed pretty busy. Um, I think there's just, you know, there's so many people moving to Austin and it's growing so rapidly. Um, you know, everywhere you turn, there's new people moving in and there's new AC companies popping up, but it seems like there's plenty of work to go around. Um, so a lot of that work, is it new construction? Um, there is a lot of new construction. We don't do it. Um, we leave that to the, to the guys with crews. Um, but just a lot of remodel stuff. Um, there's a lot of older homes that are being renovated, um, and, you know, kind of updated. So, you know, we get calls for homes that never had AC. They had, you know, a heater for, from 50 years ago and they want to get central AC put in or, or, you know, yesterday we, we changed the unit out. I think it was like 15, 16 years old. Um, so just a lot of older stuff, a lot of, a lot of change outs and, and modifications, that kind of thing. Yeah. So when you all got started off, you said that you guys have had, you know, a book of business or some work, you know, for you. Uh, how did you grow that? Did you, were they existing customers from previous companies or uh, just word of mouth referrals? Most of it was pretty, pretty much word of mouth. Um, soon as I started, I joined um, Angie's List and I joined Yelp. Mm-hmm. And I reached out to some of my past customers, asked them to leave a review. Um, as soon as they did that and the, Honestly, the calls just started rolling in at that point. Oh, nice. Um, I dumped kind of right off the bat. I thought I would dump some money into into different aspects of marketing, but I had no idea what I was doing. So I sent out mailers and I joined um, oh, what's the, the the lead generation stuff. Um, I never got anything off of any, anything that I spent money on, um, with the exception of Angie's List and Yelp. Um, oh, wow. so I kind of wasted a bunch of money, but I, you know, maybe not wasted because at least I learned what to, what worked for me and what didn't. And that yeah. if I do something like that again, I should hire somebody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, there's just so many different ways to, to market your business out there. And it gets kind of overwhelming if there's, you know, if it's just a couple of people doing it, you can't dedicate, you know, like your full attention to it sometimes. Um, yeah. So I, you said you grew up in the business or in the trade. Uh, so obviously this business got started three years ago, but you didn't get started three years ago in the trade. So um, what made you decide that you wanted to 
jump off the deep end and start your own business? What was the the inspiration or the motivation behind it? You know, enough, it was, uh, it was my dad. I didn't really even have an interest. You know, I worked for him. Um, he's also, you know, just kind of a one man show for it. So for years it was just me and dad working. Um, and he was kind of getting, I don't know, he's wanting to start s- slowing down, you know, kind of pushing towards maybe retirement or spending at least more time at home with mom and taking it easy. Um, and so he, kind of pushed me. He said, you know, you need to get your license. So, um, I bit the bullet, I got my license and I just sat on it for a year. Um, and didn't do anything with it. And then I did my first eight hour, you know, uh, court, like the continued education course to renew your license. And like, well, I'm not going to do this for nothing. <laughs> I got to sit through eight hours of this every year. Yeah. Might as well be doing something with it. Yeah. So what are some of the, the biggest challenges, um, you know, other than it just being you and your wife and having to work late nights sometimes, what have been some of the, the operational hurdles you've had to overcome in a, in a city such as Austin where it's growing by the day? Um, navigating things like permits and stuff um, has been, I think, probably one of our biggest challenges. You know, it's just especially when you step into the commercial stuff, you know, the permitting gets so hectic and it took a little bit of uh, learning by mistake when it came to budgeting for things like that, like permits and extra things that may be called for. Um, that was kind of the, the big thing that, that kind of hit us on a couple jobs uh, right when we got started. And so do a lot of those permits, are they, do you think they've changed because of the growth and expansion of the city or is it just, uh, just, just local laws? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, there's so much growth and the, you know, a lot of the, uh, the codes and requirements and stuff, I feel like kind of start to get a little more, um, what's the word, uh, strict. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that, you know, for example, we did some jobs where, you know, we, we were required to put economizers on a unit. Um, and we'd never had to do that before. And then one year we pulled permits as normal. We did put in a couple of units and they came back and, you know, one of these thousand dollar economizers, economizers put on and it was kind of like, oof, wasn't planning on that. <laughs> so as far as like, I guess like energy and efficiency standards and stuff, that's all kind of starting to raise and affect, affect the requirements. Um, of a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really interested to see how, uh, a lot of these pushes for energy efficiency and, uh, I guess climate are going to affect the HVAC industry, you know, moving forward. Cause especially in, in more of the progressive cities that are, you know, growing and, um, paying a closer, I guess, closer attention to energy efficiency and whatnot how it's going to affect those contractors who have been doing it one way for forever. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, things are constantly going to change. It's all, all about just rolling with the punches, you know, and trying to stay ahead of it as much as you can. You know, if you, you know, find out every year what, 
you know, what year's guidelines they're going to be following. That way you can kind of go through and freshen up and, um, you know, kind of maybe be a, ahead of the game or at least know a little bit of what to expect. Yeah. So what's the, like, what's the big vision for, for your company? Uh, I know you're, it's still a young company. Um, do you have plans on growing it or expanding or just kind of staying uh, kind of small and, and just be kind of a family thing? You know, my initial thought was to grow it. Um, but I, I have the, the curse of, uh, of growing up in a family business. So I'm, I'm kind of torn. Um, you know, I, I, the way I operate my business is a lot like, you know, I learned from my dad, you know, I don't, I know all my customers by the first name. Um, very rarely if I get a, get somebody that calls me that I've done work for them before, it's rare that I got to look up their address. Um, you know, we, I grew up everybody, you know, they weren't just customers. I mean, they were, they were friends. Um, and then for, for me to grow, that's something I think that is going to have to, to be let go of to some extent. Um, they're not going to be seeing me show up, um, to the calls, uh, you know, they may not be speaking to me when they, when they phone in, um, they may not even have the same person, you know, that shows up from one visit to a next. So, you know, the, the way I was kind of brought up in the business, I was against the grain of, so I think that's one of the biggest thresholds that, that I would need to get over. Um, if I want to proceed, you know, into growth, and and becoming a bigger than than what I am. Yeah, I imagine with time, uh, you know, as those customers who you've been servicing, you know, they have friends and family that will inevitably need HVAC services as well, um, and then that word of mouth referral will will I mean it's way more powerful than you know any form of marketing really it's the most powerful form of marketing uh so I, i'm sure eventually you know with time those word of mouths will will grow uh, the business so how do you how do you handle i guess with like referrals do you guys um do you guys do like specials or promotions or something if it's a customer referral i know some people do that um you know not not really um most of our stuff is, you know, is word of mouth, is referrals, um, but we don't really. I'm not. I'm not a specials kind of guy. Um, I, I guess again, that I guess that kind of goes back to just being a small company, and and that was never. It was never a thing with Dad to to offer any kind of like, oh, here's a special for this or a discount for this. It was always, well, this is the price, and we're going to give you the best price that we can, all the time. Um, so why, you know, why do I need to offer, <laughs> offer a discount when I'm already doing that? Yeah. So do a lot of your residential, um, customers, are they, are they also good commercial sources as well? Like do some of them own businesses and, uh, like retail shops and whatnot? Yeah, we do have a handful, um, of light commercial stuff that we do. And a lot of it has started. Um, because, you know, either the owner or, or somebody that works there has used us, um, on their house. 
um, you know, one of our bigger commercials is a kitchen and a bunch of offices and they, uh, I think they've got like 30 some odd units over there, 32 at this point, something like that. Um, but that all started just because we did a job for somebody and they said, Hey, you know, if you, you know, they went to work and they, I guess they weren't happy with the, the said, man, we, we just had our AC fixed. You should give these guys a call. Yeah. So do you, do you prefer residential or, or commercial more? Depends on which one I'm working currently. <laughs> the grass is always greener, right? Yeah. <laughs> you're crawling around up in the attic and you're like, man, a rooftop would be nice. But then you get on the rooftop and <laughs> think, man, this sun is horrible. <laughs> Where's my attic at? <laughs> <laughs> do you see more work? I guess from the, from the residential or the commercial side, or is it pretty evenly split? Um, we do more residential than we do commercial, um, for sure. Um, I would say, you know, we're, we're maybe running 20 to 30% of our calls or commercial stuff. Um, you know, and it, it is a, it is a different feel, different baby, I guess, when you, when you leave a residential job and then you go to a commercial, but, um, I kind of like, being varied i like you know not getting into a rut and being stuck doing the same thing you know 10 times a day running yeah. out finding a bad capacitor five five calls in a row gets a little monotonous yeah but so, then again so so does changing belts and doing pms for a week straight so yeah i like to, i like to shake it up as much as i can yeah. Do you notice a lot of, I know she just said, you know, fixing five bad capacitors in a row. Do you, do you notice that a lot of times the repair work and, and the issues that you're running into are similar uh, house to house or just because of, I guess, the age or the, the builder of the, the area? Hmm, that's a good question. You know, it, it seems like we kind of get waves. Um, you know, it seems like you'll you'll do a handful of calls, and everyone you go to is low on refrigerant, and you find a leak in the coil, and then it seems like you the next handful of calls, you know, you go and you got capacitors or you know your compressors or the amp draws are too high. Um, it's kind of funny how that works. I guess they say things come in threes usually. Yeah, I, I kind of see that trend. I feel like I, I hit a lot of the same things. Um, you know, we just had that recent ice thing, um, our snow apocalypse down here. Um, but man, that week I did not, I feel like I did nothing but change breakers for a week, solid breakers and thermostats. Hmm. Don't ask me why, but well, I, was, yeah, I was just about to ask why you think that might've been. Yeah. I have no idea. We had so many calls on, on that. We went out and it was the breaker was tripped and you couldn't get it to reset. And we had a lot of maybe from the from the power cycling on and off, but we had a lot of thermostats that were just fried. Hmm. Yeah, it must have been from I mean, got from the power. Um, unless, <clears throat> I mean, is there a lot of is there a lot of gas down there? I guess for for heating, like, do people use natural gas or anything, or is a lot of it electric based? Um, it's it's pretty pretty evenly split. I would say we. We have a lot of furnaces, but, you know, we have a lot of just straight electric or we have a lot of heat pumps, things like that. Yeah. A pretty, a pretty solid mix of, of everything down here. 
So with with that storm was. Uh, did it affect your operations at all, like in a bad way or in a good way? Um, it depends on, uh, depends on what you consider bad or good. I got a few days off, um, but I was at home with no water or electricity. <laughs> so kind of, we kind of got a built in camping trip. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, how did that, I mean, how did that all go? I wasn't, I don't live in Texas obviously, so I don't know, but like, how long did you all go without power? Um, our power for, I mean, pretty much for that whole week, our power went off the first day. It stayed off almost 24 hours, I think. And then it, then they started, um, you know, doing the, the kind of rolling blackouts. So we'd get, we'd get power on for an hour, hour and a half, and then we'd lose it for a few hours. Um, mm-hmm. and it just kind of shuffled around like that. Um, not quite enough to, to keep it warm in the house, but. Hmm. Well, <clears throat> I'm sure you guys are glad that that's passed and that there's uh warmer days ahead. So you don't have to worry about that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely true. We're not used to it. Although it was kind of fun sliding the, the little work transit around on the ice a little bit. <laughs> we don't get to do that too often down here. Yeah. Yeah. You guys, when was the last time that you had seen snow to that extent in texas never um yeah never at all i was born and raised here in austin and i remember as a kid you know about one day a year you'd get a few little icicles and you'd get a day off from school um but i don't i don't remember it ever snowing until the past honestly i think the past three years i think we've gotten snowed two of them um but yeah i don't i don't remember ever seeing it before then yeah. Do you think that with that, you know, with you saying the snow coming more often in the past few years, do you think that'll change the way the HVAC industry operates down there? You know, I, I, I don't think that it cannot, you know, make people think about things a little bit different. Um, you know, I know me on my house, I've got two heat pumps. Um, one of them I just installed a few months back. Um, and I'm thinking, you know, I'm, I might make a change on at least one of those units. <laughs> those heat pumps didn't keep up too great. <laughs> so are you going to switch it over to like a, a gas furnace? Yeah, you know, I started working with, um, oh, I'm going to pronounce this name wrong. Um, I say Thermosi. Uh, I think it might be pronounced a little different, but <laughs> they have the the Cocoon Revolution furnaces. Mm-hmm. Um and I, I've actually just started working with them, so I have one of their units sitting at my house that I may uh, I may decide to to install. But yeah, they they, they have uh, the all electric, really efficient electric furnaces. Um, hmm. So I, I might I might end up putting one of those in and then getting a generator just in case we have an issue like that again. Yeah, yeah. I imagine that generator sales probably spiked after after that storm passed, is that something that you noticed? Um, I wouldn't say that I noticed it because I didn't shop for a generator, but I'm, yeah, I'm sure it did. Well, did sure. you have any customers that were calling and asking for generators or is that something you guys don't do? Yeah, we don't do that. Um, although I got a lot of calls that week for things I don't do. People like asking to buy plumbing fittings and cause all the stores were blown out. Uh but I don't think I got any calls for generators that week. Hmm. 
but I'm sure, uh, I'm sure if you would have bought some stock that week in generators, <laughs> you'd be doing good right now. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> hmm. Well, is there, uh, is there anything about, about your business that you'd like the people to know that, you know, might be interesting or, or different or any advice you may give to someone who's thinking about starting their own business? I would say if you're thinking about starting your own business, just be prepared to work hard at it. Um, and don't do it if you don't enjoy it. You know, I, I really like what I do. Um, thankfully I've got a great wife that likes working with me all day and doesn't get too tired of me. Um, so, you know, we, we enjoy it. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of late nights sometimes. Um, but if you like doing it and you know, this, uh, the business is going to be your baby and you can kind of nurture it and take care of it. Um, then go for it. If it's something that you don't enjoy, you're probably not going to enjoy it when you're working twice as hard. Yeah. That's great advice. Cool. Well, Ronnie, what are some ways that people can uh, reach out to you or, or contact you or learn more about your business? Well, the, the website, the correct website, <laughs> <laughs> uh, heritageairconditioning.com. Um, mm-hmm. And from there you can call or email or, uh, and I'm also on Instagram as heritage air. Heritage.air. Awesome. awesome. Cool. Well, I appreciate you uh, taking some time out of your day to come talk to me and be on the show. Yeah, very much uh, a pleasure. Thank you. All right. Yep, I'll talk to you soon. All right. All right, bye. Bye. Are you interested in starting your own HVAC business but aren't sure where to start with marketing and advertising? Contact Rival Digital today and let's help you find the perfect solution for your business. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast and we will see you soon.